We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Fun, entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Live and local. It's time for the Fan Morning Show with Bart Winkler. Slider. Telez, center field, he's watching. This one's flying, and it's gone. Rowdy Telez gets him on their feet quickly here today. Two-run home run for the former Blue Jay. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. That is Toby Altizer. Yes, that's right. Bart Winkler and Toby Altizer together again. Uh, one day only this week, I think. Toby's on assignment the next few days. But the Milwaukee Brewers is where we're going to start today. How about it for the crew? They take two or three from the Blue Jays in a weekend series that I think, again, they didn't need to have. They didn't need to have any of this stuff. None of these are, like, must-wins, but these are feel-good-to-haves. So we'll get into that throughout the show today. Again, I'm Bart Winkler, and yes, that is... Toby Altizer. The thing I just wanted to bring up real quick, real quick to start, and this will be a massive insult to hockey fans across the area as the Stanley Cup finished last night and the Colorado Avalanche won. The first thing I'm going to bring up is the NBA Finals, which concluded, what, a week, a week and a half ago? But that's the last time that I've really seen Toby, and we've texted about it a little bit, but I just, before we get into it, I do want to take my victory lap on the Wendy's that I've won from you as the Warriors went up 4-2 in the series, so thus I won two Wendy's. Thank you to me. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, We'll have some of that later today, because I'm hungry too, so I'll get you some. In turn, I'll benefit as well. All right, So, but that only covers one. That only covers one. At some point, by two. at some point in like a month and a half, when we work together again, yeah, I'll buy you your other one, and we can talk about the NBA Finals again in two months. Okay, I don't care how it comes here either. I don't care if you text your friends at Wendy's and you know don't have to pay, as long as you provide me with Wendy's, that's it. That's all I need from you. I'll be an honest man and pay for it because I did win the bet. You did win the bet. I did win the bet. It was a fun bet. Uh, he 
took the Celtics in six, and I took the Warriors in five. It ended up being Warriors in six. But I think along the way, uh, you were rooting for the Wendy's to be bought by you. That Celtics team was just no I fun. I couldn't root for the Celtics. No. That Even with Wendy's on the that line. That last game, I was at a buddy's house watching it, and I just couldn't cheer. They, they were cheering for the Celtics, and I was like, I'm sorry. I just can't do it. No. Well, good. I knew I liked you. Well, it's good to see you. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, I, I, you know, elephant in the room. I don't really see you much these days. So I got you all week then. No. Oh. Just for today. <laughs> just <laughs> Just for today. All right. Well, uh, uh, next Monday I'll see you. Uh no, not the well. That's the fourth. Oh, that's the fourth. Next Tuesday? No. Are you serious? I think it's next Wednesday. <laughs> okay. I'm flying back from Virginia next Tuesday. Oh, okay. Oh, a little trip. Yeah, I got family reunion around the Fourth of July as we do in the DMV. Okay. So uh, that'll be fun. Gonna go to a Nats game, I think, this Friday. Mm, who do they play? Marlins. You know what? Uh, I actually might take the Nationals this week in my Survivor Baseball. Don't do it. Well, don't ever do it. do it. I'm screwed. Don't, don't Who do they do got? It. Who do they got tomorrow? Is somebody else bad? The Nation. All I need is a team to go 500 for the week. Yeah, and you're asking a lot. They play the Pirates this week. Hmm? Pirates, Pirates and Marlins. Pirates and Marlins this week. And I think they're at home all week. Yes. Hmm. And they're probably going to lose at least four of those games. Because you'll be at four of those games? No, just they because always they're terrible. I don't know. Pirates. Yeah, pirates are probably better than the Nationals. Let me mm. check the standings. So should I take right the now. Pirates? I guess pirates I take... are 29 and 43. Pirates. The Nationals are 27 and 48. Well, the Brewers have the Pirates later in the week. I don't want to take the Pirates. Although the Brewers have the Pirates later in the week. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll take the How about the them pirates? scoring some runs finally, huh? Yeah, it's a big weekend for them, uh, obviously. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So Friday... I almost left after the second inning on Friday. They're down five to nothing. Yeah, Why, I hate going. What made to, you stay? I hate going again. Well, I wanted to see the Blue Jays, and there were a lot of Blue Jays fans there. Oh, we were wondering if uh, Canadians would even want to come here. You know, Tim Shea's Canadian. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about that on the show on Friday. He was born in Canada. His parents went on vacation, and a month early he was born. So. Aren't they? Don't they tell pregnant ladies don't fly like in the third trimester, unless they drove? But it was Vancouver. I didn't do a good enough job. As I got more for Tim. I think he's in here tomorrow. Yeah, you'll have to break that down with him there. Okay, there's no Brewer game tonight, so we'll start the show tomorrow with uh, maybe I'll get his mom on or his dad if they're alive. I have no idea. I I, I hope, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I got to talk to him. That would be Tim Shea, uh, our resident Blue Jays fan. Yeah, Blue Jays beat the Brewers 9-4. All right. The thing I do want to say about that is I am worried about Adrian Hauser. He does not seem to have it right now. Well, here, here's the thing. You have two pitchers on your staff right now that are sinker ballers, put the ball in play. One's Jason Alexander, who puts himself in bad situations all the time and gets out of it. John Horst. And then you have Adrian Hauser, the guy that puts himself in bad situations all the time, and does not get out of it. I tweeted at the game on Friday, for every Jason Alexander escape out of a gym, there's an Adrian Hauser implosion. Because that's what it basically is. Jason Alexander should be having happen what Adrian Hauser is having happen, and he's not. So at some point you would think it's going to flip-flop, because we've seen what Adrian Hauser can be, but at the current moment, 
He just can't get out of innings. He's pitching to contact, and the contact is all getting hit hard somewhere where there isn't anybody, and it's not working. So the Brewers' rotation right now is Burns, Hauser, Lauer, Alexander, and Chichi Gonzalez. Is that right? Sounds about right. <laughs> wow. Best rotation in baseball, right? All right, so after Burns, who's, who's like, let's say Woodruff and Peralta get Thanos snapped out of here, and this is our lineup the rest of the year. After Burns, who are we the most comfortable with in game two? I think you'd say Hauser or Lauer, but both of these it's guys are struggled. It's 100 Lauer. But he struggled, too. Yeah, Hauser I would not feel comfortable with on the Honestly, if we were doing it right now, Chi-Chi would be at the bottom. Hauser would be number four. I'd say Lauer would be number two. And then you'd have to go with Jason Alexander at three. Even though he loads the bases, it seems like every time, every single inning, he gets out of it. Yeah, I might almost say Jason Alexander too, but I understand he's a you know, they're all doing the same thing. I can't put Jason Alexander too, but in the month of uh, June, Lowers had four starts. His ERA in those four starts combined is six nine four. Hauser's had five starts. His ERA combined is five eight six. So neither of them are that good. So this is a stretch now where okay, you need the offense to show up a little bit because Hauser on Friday goes six innings, gives up five earned, and the Brewers lose 9-4. Then on uh, Saturday, Brewers take a nice 5 nothing lead with Corbin Burns. Corbin goes seven and two-thirds, gives up three earned runs to his ledger, and then strikes out nine, but the Brewers were able to hold them off there. Uh, a run did get in on Hader, so his ERA is up to 1.9, but the Brewers get the win on Saturday. And then Sunday... I'll be honest with you, Sunday we got the same thing we got out of the first start from Chichi Gonzalez, and I thought, okay, you give up three runs early and it's probably over. Then the Brewers score three runs themselves in the first inning, Then they put up another five spot in the second, two more later on. But that I think Sunday's game is the most, the most satisfying of the weekend, but also of the last month. You know, Sunday's game is you had a, a pitcher come in there, struggle right away, and you thought, okay, it's probably over. I mean, I, I, that's what we see. They give up a bunch of runs right away. You think it's probably over. But the Brewers, the way they answered right away in the first inning, you know, Telez, that's where he hit his first home run and then hits a home run again in the second, and they score a bunch of runs. And the way they operated in the second inning was a thing of beauty, I thought. Yeah, they got the long ball, but there was, there was like small ball-type play from the Brewers. So here's how the inning went. Tyrone Taylor doubled. That was a that was a stretch out double. Now he stretched that out and got a double. That was an extra base. That was great. Then uh, Peterson bunt singles. Okay. And then he steals second. All right. Then Davis reaches on an infield single. Then Davis steals second. Okay. And the Brewers were just like moving the guys around the bases and then to Les Brad, who was ever left home to make it 8-3. I saw, so I go on Twitter, okay, and it almost seemed like there, there were some Brewers fans that were being condescending to those of us that want a little bit more small ball. And I don't understand why. We want, All we want is for them to score runs 
And so, yes, we're going to get excited about that. Tyrone Taylor hit what could have been a single for most people in this league. He stretched out to a double. And then they're being aggressive. They're stealing bases. Maybe it's just because they had something against Barrios. Fine. But they were being aggressive on the base paths. And then look what that did. It kept the line moving. And then they popped their home run again mm-hmm. with Rowdy Telez. So just to not fall into the same trap of, you know, the three true outcomes, home run, single, and, and strikeout, when, the, when you can do a little bit more and get creative, there's three bases out there for you to play with. If you got a guy that can stretch, stretch. If you got a base open, you can take it, take it. I don't see what the big problem with that and, and why that Brewers fans that are like, hey, we want more small ball, we want more small ball. We just want to see runs scored. And that inning gave you a bunch of them yesterday. Yeah, I'm interested to see if some of the ebbs and flows of how the game is played, if it starts going back to some small ball. Because, you know, you look at just baseball philosophically, it's harder to hit now than ever. These guys throw incredibly fast. And then on top of that, you have, you know, movement like you've never seen before on these pitches. Just go on Pitching Ninja's Twitter account. You see these pitches he puts up. You don't. I don't know how you score on these guys. And so I wonder if you don't start seeing teams start to emphasize putting the ball in play more and trying to play a little bit of small ball. Because you saw that when the Nationals came to town was the Brewers like to strike people out, and they never struck out. They would just put the ball in play, put the ball in play, put the ball in play, and that's how they've won some games against the Brewers, and that's how some teams have played against the Brewers this year is let's just keep putting the ball in play, and good things will happen. And I wonder if that's not going to start being a trend around baseball, and you know, I think for the Brewers you saw that maybe that's something that might change their philosophy a little bit. Obviously it ends with a long ball, but maybe they – are able to change the philosophy a little bit of marrying the two together of we're still going to depend on home runs because that's how the Brewers are going to score a majority of their runs. But, you know, if they're going to be in a situation where they're not having any and they need to create some offense and score just a run or two because, you know, we don't – the Brewers don't generally need, assuming that the pitchers are healthy, they don't need five, six, seven, eight runs. So giving up an out or two to ensure that you're going to end up with two or three on the board is worth it. It was just so good to see them, like, try to score. And I know that sounds pretty vague, but so many times it just seems like they'll let the scoring come to them. Or, you know, they don't seem to be as eager to get a run across. It seems harder for them than for other teams. And it seems so easy for them yesterday. And they responded, too. I thought the way that they were able to respond. Because if you were there or if you were watching the game and, Gonzalez gives up three right away. You're thinking, eh, okay, maybe today's not the day. It's a nice day. Got the Burns bobble. Glad I came, but probably not going to see a Brewers win. And then for them to answer right away in the first and then tack it on in the second, I thought that was a great sign. And that'll be, that'll you know, they got an off day today, traveling down to Tampa Bay for a quick Tuesday night, Wednesday afternoon series. And I think, you know, that'll be a good plane ride for them. That'll be a good, that's a good feeling to sit on. You know, baseball, the beauty of it is you play again the next day. But when there's that little bit of a break, you know, you want to have some good vibes with you for a little bit. And the Brewers will be more excited. Everybody that was in got a hit yesterday. You know, Yelich is still – he's starting to drive in people that aren't him. So that's been good to see <laughs> atop the order. And I still hope when Colton Wong comes back, because Wong will be back with the team, 
I still want to see Yelich in the leadoff. You got to leave Yelly up there. He's hit, he's producing up there. So then I don't know where you necessarily put Wong. If you go Yelich, Adamas, Telez, still one, two, three. Wong's going to be in the bottom of the order somewhere. Let's put Wong two. No. And put Adamas four. No. And drop McCutcheon. Well. Pfft. Usually, I'd say he's actually been hitting the ball too. He has been hitting the ball better. I still don't know that he's your four guy, but he's been hitting the ball better. Well, and then uh, where does Hunter Renfro slot in? But then he goes on the IL. Oh, yeah. Renfro's hurt. So they're still rarely are they a fully healthy team. Tyrone Taylor has had a really good week. So it's good to see the. And it's just so much better when your team hits. Like the mood in the city, I just feel is better. Oh, 100%. I mean, this baseball is. You got to score runs at some point. The pitching is awesome. We can talk about it all we want, but they're not scoring runs. They don't have a chance. But at least it's fun to watch a baseball team that seems like they have a chance because they're at least putting something on the board. So everybody getting hits yesterday, everybody getting into the action yesterday, and that was good to see Brewers get the 10-3 victory on Sunday against Toronto. The Cardinals lose their series, so they go 1-2 and two in their weekend series against the Cubs, which means the Brewers are a game up right now in the NL Central. So this is a race that even though I declared it dead back in April, I thought Brewers would go wire to wire in first. Uh, it's going to be back and forth for a little bit, and it's good to see the Brewers right now on top again with a day off here. Rowdy Telez, very excited. He had not one but two home runs. He talked with Sophia Minard on field afterwards. Thanks, Craig. Rowdy, what a day for you. Multi-homer game, two homers against the team that drafted you. You made your debut with. This is a big series for you. How did it feel to have that day? Um, you know, it felt good. It was, I wouldn't call it bittersweet getting to play against them, but uh, there was definitely extra emotions playing against them. You know, they are the team that drafted me. Gave me the chance to play in the big leagues, but um, you know I couldn't be more happy to be here in Milwaukee and be around this fan base and play in front of these people. Well, these fans, they love you, so you've got to tell us, what does it feel like, that second homer, you're coming around and you've got a stadium full of people chanting your name? Um, you know, that one was good. I was let out a little emotion, screamed a little bit, but um, it was it was great. You know, it was good series win for us, uh, good homestand. You know, it's going to be good going into this road trip, having that kind of momentum. Rowdy, you guys have done such a great job coming back from games when you fall behind early, and your homer just brought the team right back into it. How have you guys just maintained that attitude of never giving in to a game? You know, it's nine innings. You know, it's a long game, and uh, I think the biggest thing for us is not getting down ourselves early uh, when things don't go our way. But, um, you know, pitching is huge for us. Uh, Cheats through a good game, and... Uh, we got in with the bullpen, and the bullpen shut it down, too, and he and helped us, you know, keep getting runs on the board. So uh, a lot of it goes to them. So Rowdy Telez, very excited again against his former team. He is coming up on the year mark of being a Milwaukee Brewer. He has uh, not even been a Brewer for a full year, which is hard to believe because I think you might, like, your brain might mesh them together with Dan Vogelbach. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we've had a... Large and in charge first baseman for a while. Yeah, that's like the Brewers' stereotypical first baseman. So he was traded on July 6th of last year for, I mean, I, I will pay for the Wendy's today if you can get even one of the names. Uh, uh, Bowden Francis. Okay. 
who has made one relief appearance for the Blue Jays this year. There was one other reliever in there, right? Yeah, Trevor Richards. Oh, I could have gotten that. Who is having a... I knew I felt like you were getting it, so I wanted to jump in. <laughs> uh, he's having a miserable season. Trevor Richards has got a 6.59 ERA in 28 innings. It's really odd that sometimes guys just need to change the scenery to really get it going, and... I mean, Rowdy, to an extent, he just needed maybe more playing time because he was never going to get that at first base with Vladdy and some of the other guys they got up there in Toronto. But, man, Rowdy, heck of a pickup. Yeah, uh, this will be fun today because there'll be things that I get to re-mention. Today, today's going to work like as a best of of the last seven days because I've, I've said a bunch of stuff, but I haven't said them to Toby. Uh, you want to talk about guys changing scenery how about the story with Jackie Bradley Jr.? All he needed was contacts. That really pissed me Ron off. Ron and Rome was right, dude. They just need to hire a optometrist. I know. And it needs to be Ron. I know. That really made me mad. They're like, the Red Sox get Jackie Bradley Jr. And they're like, why, why did he suck so much? Well, Sam and I were talking about this. Like, how do you subtly go about asking dudes to go get their eyes checked on your baseball team? Like, do you just, like, send everyone, like, instead of a physical where they're checking, like, your height, weight, and all that stuff and making sure you're all right, they send you just to the eye doctor for if you're signing with the Brewers? Like, how, how do you fix that? How do you walk up to someone who's struggling and be like, hey, dude, you, uh, you struggling seeing? <laughs> well, you just do it. How does Jackie Bradley not go to the Brewers and say, guys, I don't think I can see? How does he not do that? What color is this baseball again? Yeah. Hey, guys, I do. I am not this bad. Can you give me an eye exam or something? What do you something? mean that you can see the seams? <laughs> can, can, how does he not, like, try to get better? No, I mean, they come up to these guys and ask them to pee in a cup. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what? Maybe we should be impressed by Jackie Bradley Jr. being able to hit, what, 180 while he couldn't see the baseball. Yeah, good. It's a good. It's pretty impressive. Hey, Jackie, uh, the you just make sure the MLB make them pretend like they're doing it. The MLB wants to check your eyes, not us, not us. It's, <laughs> it's a new uh, performance enhancing. Uh, yeah, if, you, if, you, if you're batting below 200, you got to get your eyes checked. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know why they're doing it, but uh, well, we're gonna go along with it. Oh, I was, I was like irate about that. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. You can tweet us twelve fifty a.m. The fan talking Brewers here and their big weekend series against the Blue Jays. Craig Council after. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a day where, you know, I think the offense really picked us up um, and gave us a gave us a great cushion. Um, and it was, you know, up and down the lineup um, that, that obviously Rowdy had the big day, but up and down the lineup, a lot of guys did good things. And um, where they, they just, they carried us today and they made, they made the pitchers' jobs, uh, you know, much easier today. How important is that, you know, that first inning homer just to get you right back in the game? Yeah, I mean, for Chi-Chi, well, it resembled the St. Louis game, actually, where we gave up some runs, and then, um, you know, we got got a run back. Uh, I think Willie hit a homer that game. Um, But it just puts you right back in the game, so Rowdy's homer just just puts us right back there, and it's a ball game. Um, And and then, you know, then Chi-Chi was good. He was was good for three innings and, and got us to a good point with a... That we felt with a rested bullpen that we could uh, be be a little aggressive with the guys, um, and they, they all did a great job. So, but the offense was the story today, and they they were awesome. The homer balls, obviously, it's the most efficient way to score. But is there something particularly satisfying about kind of like a well-executed small ball rally, like you guys 
put together in that second? Yeah, I mean, Jason's bunt was was great. Um, you know, we we stole some bases, um, and I, I think just you know, I, I don't know about that. I just think we kind of kept. Real, just on the ropes, you know, we we never let him up, um, and and we made it tough. He never like felt he got going until we had eight runs on the board, and he got going a little bit in the third inning. But um, that that's what today felt like, you know. We just made it like tough on him, and it, like it's frustrating in a pit when you lay a great bunt down when you steal some bases. Yeah, it's frustrating. And that's a guy, Craig, who's given you, you know, he's pitched well against you guys over the years. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's, he's been a good pitcher in this league for a while. So just the question about small ball, it's almost like Craig didn't want to say the words. Like, he didn't want to admit that there was a little bit of small ball there. And it doesn't have to be defined as small ball. The Brewers had an inning where they had a guy stretch a double, they got a bunt hit, and then they had two steals. And it was like, nothing we've seen from the Brewers all season. And it was great. And that's, it scored runs, so it worked. That's the thing. Just want you out there doing things that are going to help you. We just want you We just want you to score runs, man. Nothing more to it. Here's more from Craig. Craig, you got uh, five scoreless innings out of your bullpen again. Just over the last couple of days, you know, your pitching staff against one of the better offenses in baseball. Yeah, well, it was good to get a couple guys back today and get them out there. And, and so Gustave and, and Trevor, who we think can um, really solidify the middle of the games, kind of demonstrated that today. Um, and that, you know, that's in a, in a game like that where you create a lead, you know, you, and you, you keep that lead going into the later innings. I think that's, that's what those guys are here to do. Um, and, and they did a fabulous job of the day. And so glad to have them back. Do you worry about Colton? Did he clear his assignment? Uh, yeah, all reports so far, Colton did, did had a good day. So you expect him with you on Tuesday? Yes. Tampa? Yes. How about Ashby, Craig? Did he he, he throw yesterday? Uh, Ashby's going to throw a live BP tomorrow. So he threw today. So, I mean, everything's going good. Live BP tomorrow. So that's Craig Council. I'm trying to figure out how I want to phrase this question that we talked about earlier. Because you got Corbin Burns right now. The Brewers pitching staff healthy right now is... Not great. You got Woodruff, and then there's Ashby, and then there's Peralta, and we're waiting for these guys to to come back. And then the two other guys that you really rely on, Hauser and Lauer, are struggling right now. So I have Lauer, Hauser, Jason Alexander, Chichi Gonzalez as the options for a Twitter poll. And I'm going to put a lot of work into this, and we're going to get about 197 votes. So Mm -hmm. the juice is going to be worth the squeeze. 100%. I'm just saying, who do you trust the most? I want to say, who would you give the ball to in game two of yeah, a playoff there you go. series? Yeah, who would you give the ball to in game two? But then what people will say is... I'd give it to Corbin Burns because Jason Alexander's my number one, baby. <laughs> or I'd give it to Corbin Burns and then Corbin Burns. <laughs> hey, Corbin, I know you threw 112 yesterday. You ready to go today? What I'm trying to avoid is, well, right now, I think that Jason Alexander is playing the best. But come to playoff time... I would say Eric Lauer should have it figured out by then. If the playoffs started right now, who would you give the ball to in game two of a playoff series? If the playoffs started now. See, we got to workshop this. Yeah. Because. Should I start doing this with all my Twitter stuff back here? Workshopping? Yeah, on the air. I mean, it can't hurt. (laughs) It's a Monday in summer. (laughs) We've got time. All right, so let's go through my show tweet. Yeah, yeah. Dissect word by word. 414-799-1250. 
do check out that poll that we will have up there for you momentarily. Oh, I know that your thumbs are ready to vote, so please do that. We're going to talk more about the Brewers this weekend, a messy weekend in baseball. We've got USFL playoffs to cover. So much to get to. I'm Bart. That is Toby. Your ears do not deceive you. The two of us together for the first time and in last two time. weeks. <laughs> and last time for the next two weeks. So, bon appetit. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Listener Corey, who sent that about a month ago, Scrub It Up Scrub Club, sign up at scrubitup.biz. And I don't I don't think it got enough play in the rotation. Uh, that was sent way more than a month ago. I, but I think I failed him. He, he worked hard on that. I don't think that got enough play in the rotation. No, I agree on that. We need to play that more. Did you see I uh, got a new submission? Uh, Vincent to Anaheim? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was good, dude. <laughs> So again, Toby's here now, and I get to redo everything I did last week. Vincent and Anaheim sent one. Scrub a dub, scrub club, yeah. Scrub a dub, scrub club. That's what's up. $13.99, unlimited car washes. You're gonna do what we gotta do. We gotta keep flossing, making cars looking cool and clean. I got Toby on the other side doing his thing. He get that scrub a dub, scrub club, unlimited car yeah, washes. See? Yeah, not too bad. Vincent is pretty good. Yeah, I like that we finally dipped into that genre of music. We haven't really had any of those. I like that he says $13.99 a month when I've been saying $13 for, for six months. It's just thirteen dollars a month, low low price, starting at thirteen bucks. Well, a month. He, that ninety nine cents goes to Vincent in Anaheim. 
Oh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Sign up at scrubadub.biz. Get your car wash today. Become a member of their Scrubadub Scrub Club. I got two texts this morning. Not uh, lying. I got two texts so far this morning. And they were both from uh, two father figures. Tim Shea. <laughs> no, uh, our boss. Okay. He said, have fun today at 528. And I sent them a picture of me giving a thumbs up while driving. Nice. Okay. And then I got uh, another text from my actual father at 556. Keep in mind, he knows I'm about to go on the air. Skip Bayless is a piece of blank. Don't ever be a skip. (laughs) 556. Nice. I'm like, uh, thanks, Dad. I said, what did he do? I figured, like, you know, my dad, you think I get into the Warriors because of my brother? Well, it's my dad's son. My brother works for the Warriors, my dad's son works for the Warriors. So he's all more about it. I figured Skip said something about Steph or something. Or like Steph's wife or whatever. I go, aha, what did he do? Uh, My dad says, he just rips on players. I'm not a Westbrook fan, but he is just attacking him. Who is Skip? Jeez. So the thing with Skip and uh, Westbrook right now is yesterday, last night, Skip Bayless tweeted... Out of nowhere. Hey, Russell Westbrook at Russ West 44. Happy to talk face to face about the nickname I believe originated in 2012. Join me on TV podcast. Let's talk about how you'll make 47 mil next year after being the worst three point shooter in the NBA. Most overplayed player ever. Please join me. And then Westbrook responded, yo, watch your mouth. Don't say anything here you wouldn't say to my face. Um, there's a clip going around because he used to call, Skip did, he used to call Chris Bosch, Bosch Spice all the time. So Chris Bosch came on Skip's show back in ESPN back in the day to say, stop calling me that. And Skip still called him My that. only problem is just the whole uh, misuse of the name. If I stink it up on the court, that's fine. I don't have no problem with you. I love jokes. I love cracking on jokes. My thing is, my family, we take a lot of pride in our name. Uh, and my ancestors, my, my great-grandfather, my father, my grandfather, my aunts and uncles, you know, we, we're very prideful with the Bosch name. And um, I don't like it being made fun of and I and I you know I don't think they appreciate it either but you know that's all really I respect the Bosch name but I have no regrets with referring to you occasionally especially early and at mid-season mm. as Bosch Spice he, just, he brings them on and then says it again more calmly but that was Chris Bosch and then uh, Skip brought him on the best reaction I saw to this is that Westbrook would come to try to punch Skip in the face, and he probably missed so bad he would punch Shannon Sharp because uh, uh, Westbrook. Oh, that's a good joke. Yeah. So I told my dad, I said, Dad, that's the job. There's nothing going on right now for Skip Bayless to talk about, and he's working overtime for himself to be talked about. These people don't care. They are loaded. He goes, I know, and he makes like $3 million a year. And I said, sadly, Dad, 
it's at least eight with his new contract. But that's what you're going to see. If you're getting into the national sports scene, you're going to see a lot of a lot of people working overtime to try to come up with a topic that's really going to spark something. Oh, well, half of it's going to be about the Los Angeles Lakers and trying to figure out how they can get back on top of the world. Because there isn't another team outside of NFL teams that matters more than the Lakers. So they're going to keep talking about the Lakers and LeBron. Oh, yeah, there'll be a lot of LeBron. He's an easy target, and that gets people riled up. They'll just be, you know, a lot of it's going to be basketball because now you get the draft underway and done, and then you have free agency coming up. So be, there'll be a lot of basketball. There'll be a lot of stuff like this. It'll be a lot of overly critical stuff like this. On the national shows, you will see a very heavy tilt right now to unbelievably weird basketball takes and then uh, aggressively weird football takes. What you won't see is a lot of baseball. Because I just, I don't know, man. Baseball doesn't... They do such a poor job. I started the show the other day. I was so frustrated because we were talking NBA draft. And look, NBA draft is fine. I have no problem with it. If you get into it, that's fine. You know, it's not the NFL draft, though, where the NFL draft is king. No matter what's going on, we're talking NFL draft. That During that week, you had a guy hit for the cycle and four at-bats. You understand how hard that is? The cycle in four at-bats. You had Shohei Otani go eight RBIs, followed up with 13 strikeouts. You have a no-hitter over this weekend, and no one's talking about any of this stuff. Well, that's it's not – for some – like, that's not – you can't debate about that. That's the problem. The national sports shows are looking for debates. How do you debate Shohei Otani? But and then you can so- even say, was this the greatest week of an MLB player ever? And then the other guy's going to go – uh, I don't know, sure. Yeah, but inse- I don't watch this crap. Instead of seeing the regular posts that you see scrolling through Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, whatever you're going to scroll through, and seeing whatever stupid sports thing is, who's the top 10 corners in football right now? Or, you know, should LeBron go get this guy? The regular post you always see, they throw in like occasional, like, oh, no hitter for the Astros, and then it's right back to the same old thing again. It's like, how in the world did, because I get that your point about the debate shows, but you don't even see it on social media. Yeah, that's a good point, too. You know what you will see? You know what will be the top baseball story of the weekend? It is a fight between the Angels yes. and the Mariners uh, with my cousin, led by my cousin, Jesse Winker. So what happened was, Winker gets hit with a pitch, and instead of charging the mound, he charges the dugout, the manager, Nevin. Love which, it. Which... That actually makes sense, I think, because the pitcher, you know, get into the specifics and the right or wrong of it, but the pitcher's just the messenger. The manager's the one that said, hey, hit this guy, so you should charge the guy. Here's the fight. And he just hit Winker with the first pitch. Scott Service is calling for him to be thrown out of the game. And Winker, Winker's trying to get towards Phil Nevin, and the Angels... And the benches have cleared. And Justin Upton comes in. And we have chaos. Bullpen's coming in now.
can't remember the last time we have seen one of these with the Angels and an opposing team, and it's not done. It is not done. So this fight had everything that you look for in a good baseball fight. It had the initial contact, and then it had the guys trying to separate them. Then it has the guys coming from all over the field. Always watching the bullpen pitchers come in is funny because they got to trot all that way. And they're like, we don't really want to be a part of this. We don't even know what's going on. I wasn't watching the game. You know, now I got to run out there and protect my guys. And then it looks like the fight dies down. And then all of a sudden it erupts again, you know, in the middle. And you don't know how it starts. The the funny thing about this fight, I was watching, it's like a three-minute fight in total. And there's a big scrum in the middle with everybody. Except for like six of the guys because there were three little... Two like one-on-one matches around mm-hmm. it, so there's the big fight, but then there's other guys like punching them each other separately. It's just a, like it's weird that baseball is just like this game where it's like do 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 doing dun 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 dee dee dee, and then all of a sudden it can go into chaos fight mode. It makes a little more sense for hockey to turn into a fight. I mean, these guys are roughing up on each other for sixty minutes, but baseball is just like oh. Uh, you hit me one time, we're going to throw down. That was awesome, though. I love watching that. <laughs> uh, you saw Anthony Rendon, who's out for the rest of the year. I think he had surgery on his right wrist or whatever. He's, like, slapping Jesse Winker across the face. You have Rysel Iglesias throwing the sunflower seeds onto the field. All that random foolishness. It's great. Uh, Toby, we are not to condone violence. Here on the fan, we are not to do that. Okay, so the uh, at least he just threw the seeds at no one. Yes, uh, yes, that's uh, the best. 414-799-1250. I'm Bart. That's Toby. Sign up at Scrub a Dub Scrub Club. Scrub a Dub Scrub Club. Scrub a Dub Scrub Club. That's what's up. Thirteen ninety nine. Unlimited car washes, you're gonna do what we gotta do. We gotta keep flossing, making cars looking cool and clean. I got you know, it felt good. It was, I wouldn't call it bittersweet getting to play against them, but uh, there was definitely extra emotions playing against them. You know, they are the team that drafted me, gave me the chance to play in the big leagues, but um, you know, I couldn't be more happy to be here in Milwaukee and be around this fan base and play in front of these people. 1250 AM, the fan. I'm Bart Winkler. It's Toby Altizer. Always good to get revenge against the Blue Jays, not just for Rowdy Telez, but the Brewers themselves after Paul Molitor went there in 1993 and then won a World Series right away. 414-799-1250. You can tweet us, 1250 AM, the fan. That was the game we are going to go to. My wife, for Father's Day, said we're, we're going to a game. You, me, the boy, we're going to a game. I know you want to go to a game with them. And she said, I'll... Take one for the team and go to a game as well. She doesn't like sports. She enjoys to a degree, but going to a game is not number one on her list of things to do on a Saturday. It's fine. We're going to go to the Blue Jays game. Kid birthday party. We made the right choice, but now instead of seeing the Blue Jays, who we never see, I'm going in a couple of weeks to watch the Pittsburgh Pirates, who I think I've seen more at Miller Park than I've seen the Brewers. I've been to a lot of Pirates games. I've been to Angels that game back in the day. I've seen other teams play at Miller Park. I don't know. Pirates might be 
Might be number one. 414-799-1250. Good weekend for the crew. Obviously, they got the loss on Friday, but they came back and responded Saturday and Sunday. Sunday, I'm really excited about. Ten runs was great to see. But how they responded after being down 3 nothing right away with three runs of their own in the first, another five tacked on in the second. It was how they got those runs. They were stretching the extra base. They were stealing. They were bunting. It wasn't. It doesn't have to be called small ball. It's just, hey, the Brewers were trying to score runs for once. And that was exciting. Sheets tweets in, says, don't let this weekend blind you to the fact that they should trade for a bat, like a big bat, a stud bat. I'm still totally with you, and we'll look at some of those options coming up here in a little bit. John is in Franklin, 414-799-1250. John. Good morning, boys. Hey, buddy. Ended up being a really nice weekend for the crew. I'll tell you, after uh, after Friday, I was uh, I was a little nervous about how the weekend was going to go. But uh, the commander, and I don't mean Washington, Corbin Burns, just just another fantastic performance. Well, and that's what he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be that stopper when things get a little iffy. That's why it's so good to have those guys in the rotation. Yep. And it was good to see him get a little run support again. I think that's two in a row now. Look out. Good to see, uh, you know, the, the Brewer offense reappearing. I'm going to, with what the commentary you just gave, let's not overreact. Doesn't mean the offense is fixed, but it was a good weekend, no question. But honestly, Bart, I'd like to revisit one of the, one of my, one of my best moments attending a Brewer game. When, I, when what I believe to be the best punch ever thrown on a, on a baseball diamond by Martin Maldonado against, oh, I forget his name, one of the Pirates, just comes out at him and just smokes him, smokes him. Best punch ever thrown. Because usually these baseball brawls are like, are like a girl, couple girls softball teams going at it. No offense to the girls softball teams. Actually, they might be, it would be a little tougher. But, uh. Yeah, Martin Maldonado will always have my respect uh, for, for what he did that day on the baseball diamond. It was glorious. I'm just uh, going back through our archives. That was an Easter Sunday game where he punched Travis Snyder. Yeah, yeah, Snyder. Yeah. Yep. YouTube it. It's worth it. 2014. talking about. Yeah. He just erased him. Yeah, he had a black eye for weeks after that, Snyder did. Yes, his pride took a bigger hit. <laughs> That's all I got. Thanks, Johnny. I'm out. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Another good one was Rugnet Odor and Jose Bautista. Oh yeah, that's a classic one. A I mean, one. they went they went at it. It's all it's, it's just interesting. That was on the bases, right? It was interesting with this one that when Winker got hit, he did not charge the pitcher. He went straight to the source, straight to the dugout, and I think that that. You know, if you're a manager and you're like, "Hey, just hit him," you don't want to get involved in the fray. So, you know that I think that's a. If you're going to charge anybody, charge the guy who sent sent in the message. I'm shoot the messenger. Hey, Ron's in Rome. Ron, I've been waiting to talk to you for like a week. Yeah, hi. I was in Montana. Oh, we were just praising you all week last week. Well, I still listen to the Odyssey app sometimes, but I was busy with my grandkids, so I couldn't all the time. We find out that Jackie Bradley Jr. just needed to go see an optometrist because his eyes were bad, and that's what you said. Well, I don't know if the Brewers are listening to the fan or if it's just a natural evolution, but they did start playing small ball after, you know, Tim Allen and a 
well, a lot of us are all been asking for small ball. So they should also take my suggestion of an optometrist. This isn't the first time with the Brewers. It's happened with Bill Hall, Corey Hart. There's been other players that are nearsighted. And that's obvious. You catch it on a, when they read the chart. And I don't know if that's how they caught Jackie Bradley. But there's a lot of people that are farsighted or farsighted with astigmatism. That farsightness is you can see, but you have to focus. And it, 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 you, you can see a chart fine, but you can be getting headaches or you can be having problems like seeing fine detail or night driving. So, and then with astigmatism, if you have, you can be, uh, it means you have two focuses, but they can both be focusable, but they, that takes even longer to focus. So, but you can still see 2015. And if you're trying to see a, you know, a fastball at 96 miles an hour, you need perfect vision. So I suspect that the Brewers have an ophthalmologist on their team, which is a medical doctor for the eyes, and he handles diseases and injuries and things like that. But I don't know if they have a team optometrist. We like to fine-tune the vision a little more. And I wish that – I mean, this is a big story. What if it turns out next year, uh, Kristen Yell says, yeah, I found out the reason I was slumping was I couldn't see right. And we're like, oh, duh, okay, well, that was worth worse than two, three years over. Well, yeah, I, I mean – it's the, it seems like such a simple fix. And how does well, Bradley Jr. not say, hey, I can't see? Well, he's he's hitting 228 now, so maybe if I give him my exam, I get him up to 258. I don't know. Well, yeah, we thought that maybe you were just <laughs> looking for some extra work, Ron, but no, you're just a caring Brewers fan. No, I'm retiring. I'm sick of working. But, and one of the reasons <laughs> is people don't come in when they need to. Especially the older people need to come in at least every two, three years. I, where I live, people come in there like, uh, I stopped being able to see my left eye three years ago, and I haven't had an exam in 28 years. But now I decided to come in. So that's not a good idea. Well, it's hard. I mean, going to the doc- I got I I got to go to the dentist, but I know I'm just going to get yelled at, so I keep pushing it off. Well, you know, actually, if your doctor yells at you, that means he's a good doctor. If the doctor doesn't yell at you, he, he's just taking your money. There was a there was a dentist that yelled at me when I was 15, and I I didn't go back to the dentist for 10 years. Uh-oh. Well, you better not come to me because I like to yell at my patients. Some people... Well, I don't need to. Have... I actually have twenty ten vision naturally, Ron. It doesn't matter, Bart. You I'm actually like a superpower. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you can see the chart fine and still have a prescription. I go by symptoms. If someone comes in, they say they're not having any problems and uh, they can read the chart good and they're just a small farsight and so I'll say, well, here's a prescription if you start to get headaches or you have trouble reading, or your focusing is blurry far away after you read, then get glasses. But if someone comes in and they're having symptoms like, oh, I used to be the uh, National League MVP, and now my <laughs> batting average went down 70 points, uh, then I'm like, oh, well, here, try this small prescription. It might help your hitting. Oh, my God, that's all it took. Wow, we were working on my swing for three years. Really? But I really am curious if somebody could write an article about what is, do they give these guys a routine eye exam? I mean, they're making a lot of money, and they, they have a very visually demanding job. You'd think that would be you know, a routine thing they do every year, but obviously they must not be doing it. I don't know either, Ron. Thanks, buddy. All right, thanks. Bye. Ron in Rome, 414-799-1250. We got our poll up there. If the playoffs started now, which member of the Brewers' current pitching staff would you want to start game two? Eric Lauer, Adrian Hauser, Jason Alexander, Chichi Gonzalez. Chi-Chi's got one vote. It was from me just to make the results. I cheated. Uh, stop the steal. Eric Lauer, 54% of the vote. So most of you say Lauer. Jason Alexander, 26%. And Hauser with 18%. What's interesting about this is that 
Lauer, who has got the majority of the votes, has the second worst ERA of the four in the month of June. Chi-Chi's ERA in June is 7.2. Lauer is 6.94. Hauser is 5.86. Alexander, 3.21. So the ERA might tell you Alexander, but as Toby talked about earlier, these guys are trying to pitch to contact, get ground balls. For a guy like Hauser, everything's falling apart behind him. For a guy like Alexander, he's working himself into these terrible jams, yet somehow he's getting out of it. Well, and the reason that I think a majority of people pick Lauer, one, they probably don't know this ERA thing. And then two, I think if you're looking at a game two of a playoff series, you want to go with a guy that you feel like is has the potential to give you the best chance to win. You know, do you ever see Jason Alexander going seven scoreless or do you see Adrian Hauser at this point giving you six strong, only giving up one run? I don't. Is it possible that if Lauer's on his game, you could see him going six or seven strong, striking out ten, only giving up a run or two? Absolutely. And so that's why you would go with Eric Lauer there. He's probably got the most potential out of these guys. Now, hopefully they're not ever in this situation. Hopefully Woody and Peralta are back and then we're arguing about game four if they're going to go with four starters in a series as opposed to game two in this sort of scenario. But, I mean, with injuries, it seems like the Brewers are just going to keep piling on those things. So who knows if these guys get back and are able to pitch into the postseason. 414-799-1250. I'm Bart. That's Toby. We'll check in with our visit with Brian Anderson next hour. Really good stuff from him from Valley Sports Wisconsin. He uh, has incredible eyes. Eyesight. You got to when you're on the call like that. Jerry says the Brewers obviously have an eye specialist. It's on the player when it comes to their eye health. What are the Brewers supposed to do? Uh, be like, hey, you can't hit. Can we test your eyes? Oh. 414-799-1250. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.